listening to the Good News Project podcast with Matt Jackson. You can send Matt feedback, topic suggestions, and prayer requests at goodnewsprojectfeedback at gmail.com. Here's your host, Matt Jackson. Welcome to the Good News Project podcast. My name is Matt Jackson. This is a crazy, busy time of year for me. I currently have two separate soccer teams I'm coaching, my high school team at Foster, as well as my son's U9 team for Lamar Soccer Club. Then there's the full-time job that I get paid for, which is to teach students American history and government. I have a men's group that I meet with at 6 a.m. every Tuesday morning with my church. There's this podcast, still a labor of love after a month and a half. And I've been helping my church analyze and improve its website and social media. Small humble brag here. I'm really good at maximizing my time. There's very little downtime in my 24 hours in a day. I don't know if it's God doing it or it's just my body in some kind of a weird rhythm or pattern, but I pretty much wake up no later than 4 a.m. almost every day of the week. As a matter of fact, the podcast you're listening to right now is being recorded at 4.32 a.m. on a Saturday of all days. Normally, time management is not an issue, but man, this past week just kicked my butt. Each weekday, I've only got about an hour to corral my kids off the bus, make sure they haven't left anything on the bus. Smart tag, check. Mask, check. Water bottle, check. Lunchbox, check. Backpack, check. Jacket, check. Hat, check. Now try doing this while 60 high school kids are impatiently waiting to board the bus that your kids are getting off of. Then I've got to drive home, repeat the checklist when I exit my truck, make sure my kids don't prematurely open the door and set off the alarm, And then I'm figuring out what I can make for dinner to get my older son fed before he heads to soccer practice in 45 minutes. Oh, and helping both my kids do homework simultaneously in second grade and pre-K, pre-K homework. Man, Frost Elementary School does not play. I am kind of stunned at the amount of homework that my second grader Luke brings home every day. This year has been a really difficult transition for him we had to move him to a new school because his zone school is not offering regular face-to-face instruction. As I speak, Pecan Grove Elementary, Luke's old school, is going through what seems like its fifth pivot to virtual instruction of the year. I'm a teacher and my wife is a nurse and we've got to go to work. And I sympathize so much with parents who have been put in the unfair position by school districts of having to serve as both parents and teachers of younger kids. Schools should be open at all times and parents should have the discretion to choose. But I'll get off my soapbox about that. Anyway, this new elementary school is a total 180 from my son's former school in terms of the bedside manner of the teachers and just the amount of work, testing and rigor being given each week. I'm sure it'll be good for him in the long run but I've observed his anxiety about grades and tests in the second grade. And I'd be lying if I told you I'm not a little worried about what he might be like in another five years as a teenager. My son makes good grades, low to mid A's, 
with the exception of his reading. It, it just makes no sense to me. I feel like Luke reads more than most kids his age. Back in the day, yeah, all the way back in 2019 when libraries were still open. <sighs> Do you remember how awesome it was when you could go to the public library and just pick out a book? Well, Luke and I went to the George Library in Richmond all the time to pick out books, and he loved picking out books at the library. I think in the summer of 2019, he read 40 books, but that flame kind of died out last summer when the library was closed. Now, there's an app on his tablet called Raz Kids that has books on it with little comprehension quizzes, and he diligently and obsessively uses that app so that he could be the top reader in his class. Apparently, you get prizes in his class if you spend the most time reading on the app. But despite what seems to be a good deal of effort on his part, he just has not done well on his reading tests. And it's reached the point to where he has fear and anxiety when he has a test in school. When he has a test coming up, he starts getting upset and he asks if he can go back to his old school next year, which I think he thinks is easier. And I feel somewhat helpless in that. I don't know how to teach a younger kid reading comprehension skills. I've suggested reading the questions first. I've tried lots of things. But to some extent, my son just has to figure it out. Last Tuesday, my wife texted me that before my son got out of my wife's car to go into school, he was crying and upset because he had a reading test that day. And that she asked him if he wanted to pray to God about it. And Luke said a prayer all on his own about his test. Just the thought of my son turning to God about anything brings a smile to my face and a tear to my eye at the same time. I'm sure my son will be okay in the long run, but I can imagine that there are lots of parents out there like me who worry about your kids during this challenging season. If the isolation and loneliness and stresses of a pandemic can impact us, just imagine what it must be like for our kids who don't maybe have the best tools or the most experience for dealing with stress. I wanted to share some encouragement and ideas for how we can help our kids and ourselves at the same time. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter six, Moses says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on the gates. How often do we sit down with our children and lay out well-defined expectations for them? And what do those ex expectations look like? Moses did a wonderful job laying out the blueprint for all of us with our own children. Love God, obey him, and live for him. He should always be our greatest priority and our first love. I mean, do I want my sons to work hard in school and get good grades? Well, sure I do. But when we as parents model what living for God looks like and place more emphasis on that, than any temporary stressors that might emerge in our children's world, this is how we can help our kids succeed. 
Children who forsake their faith are probably kids who don't see their parents actively engaged in theirs. My family started a new tradition at the beginning of the year. We spend time with our kids talking about what we are thankful to God for each day. We write it down on a little sticky note and we put it in a jar. Then at the end of the month, we read them all out aloud. I have no doubt that my son's prayer in the car before his test is the result of an emphasis that my wife and I have placed on prayer in our own lives. Our kids take an interest in what they see from their parents. Seeing my son struggle somewhat with school this year has made me even more aware of engaging with them in the afternoon when I see them. We take it for granted that our kids are fine if they don't show any outward signs of struggle. I like to talk to my kids about what they are most looking forward to on the weekend or ask them if there is something that they're excited about. If you can get them talking, chances are that if there's something bothering them, they will let you know about it. Usually I can read my kids' body language when they walk off the bus, even though they're wearing a mask. If we got green, the school's behavior monitoring system is the first thing out of their mouths before I even say hello, then I know it's been a good day. In the book of Mark, Jesus heard a voice from heaven when he was baptized. You are my son whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. This was God the Father affirming his own son, invested in him, encouraging Jesus to set him up for success to do his will. Similarly, con consistent affirmation of your love and concern for your kids, consistent suggestion of prayer will provide kids with the confidence to live without fear and anxiety and take whatever worries they carry to God, just like Jesus did to his own father. So many times in the New Testament, Jesus asks for help from his father, but also insists that God's will is supreme to Jesus' desired actions. That same relationship that Jesus had with his own father is exactly what God desires for our own children's relationship with both us as parents and their Holy Father. Love and obedience and a consistent open dialogue. Friends, the good news this week is God has provided us with all the tools we need to bless our kids and let them know how proud we are of them and how proud God is of them. As Proverbs 23, 26 says, give me your heart, my son, and let your eyes delight in my ways. For something to read this week, if a hard freeze is keeping you inside, then perhaps you have extra time for this extra long book, The Book of Basketball by Bill Simmons. Granted, the sale date on Simmons might be about five years late, but back in 2010, when his writings were 100% about sports and pop culture references of my childhood, Simmons was among my favorite writers and columnists. I still listen to his podcast with Cousin Sal during football season, but to be honest, Los Angeles and corporate greed has changed him a bit and not necessarily for the better. But back on task, his exceedingly long 700-plus page attempt to rank every player that mattered in the NBA is the type of discussion that has been occurring in arenas, sports bars, and living rooms for years. It provides you with all the ammo you need to tell young people to pipe down with their Jordan versus Kobe or Jordan versus LeBron, Le LeBron arguments 
and most importantly, gives due justice to the greatest of Houston's great team sports athletes, Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon, who back in 2010, Simmons ranks as the 11th greatest player of all time. In the book, only Jerry West, I would argue, belongs behind Dream from the top 10. But in reality, in 2021, LeBron James has certainly passed Dream, so number 11 is fine with me on the list. The best ammo on Olajuwon's greatness was Simmons' point or question when about when do we think we'll see the next Hakeem Olajuwon? And the answer to that is next to never. Big men don't post up anymore, and no one, and I mean no one, has the footwork of the low block or the shot blocking ability of the dream. For something to watch this week, comedians in cars drinking coffee. The simplest, easy to digest, and playfully fun Netflix series that exists. Each episode is less than 20 minutes and features Jerry Seinfeld drinking a cup of coffee and having breakfast with famous stand-up comedians. It's lighthearted, it's rarely vulgar, and just some great insight into the careers, experiences, and perspectives of some of the most amazingly creative people that we don't normally see letting down their guard. Check a couple episodes out this week. I promise you won't regret it. As a reminder, I appreciate feedback and suggestions on the pod. You can hit me up on Twitter at MJ, the number four sports. That's at MJ four sports or email goodnewsprojectfeedback at gmail.com. I also really appreciate you sharing the podcast on social media. And if you have a couple extra minutes of your day and you happen to be listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio, it would be great and super helpful if you could write a review of the podcast so that we can catch those sneaky algorithms and help spread the good news to even more people each week. That's all the time I have for now. Thanks again for listening. And until next week, this is Matt Jackson saying thank you for listening to the Good News Project podcast. Tell me something You've been listening to the Good News Project podcast with Matt Jackson. To reach out to Matt with feedback, topic suggestions, and prayer requests, email goodnewsprojectfeedback at gmail.com. Tell me that you like it, yeah.